How much would you have lost your shit if they had played this at the wedding? No comment. <laughs> 2020. 2020, we're back. Queens of the Court podcast. The king size queens. Dancing it up. We're out here. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think it would have been awesome if they had played that at the wedding. Sure. I wish they would have played a lot would of things at the wedding. Jammed out. Yeah, the yeah. wedding didn't have the best music. Yo, it's the Queens of the Court podcast. <laughs> back. We back. We back. New Year 2020. QOTC 2020. 2-0. 2-0. <laughs> uh, we're the King Size Queens. I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm John Hanson. We haven't been here in a while. No, it's Hi. been like a month. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I hope you've missed us. We've missed you. Yes, we've missed doing um, this. We've missed doing this. We've missed like just being like plugged in with like women's basketball, you know, like and being holidays. Home. Yeah. Yeah, we were away for a couple of weeks for the holidays. Like two and a half weeks. Too long. Big Love wedding, you, Mom, but lots of stuff to do. Two weeks is too long. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know this is that's okay because this is usually kind of a little bit of a lull in the women's college basketball totally, game. Totally, as the non-conference but, season ends and the conference season begins. But it kicked off last week. Yo, last it, week was sick. Last week was crazy. But sick. like you know, that's what you expect from a conference schedule. Is like yeah, some we've upsets been waiting, and we've been some crazy stuff. We've been waiting for this. Yeah. Because these teams know each other so well. That's kind of the fun of like conference play as opposed to non-conference play is that these teams play each other two, sometimes three times a year. They know each other really well. They know what to expect from one another. And so you get some really exciting games even between like ranked and unranked opponents and things like that. And as we saw this week, lots of upsets. Lots. 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 It's, it, was, it was a great week. It was a great week to be a fan. Yeah, not to be a top team. Not a great. I mean, like I you mean, know, you know, two teams yeah, up there. Yeah, a couple but like, teams are doing sure, but like, South Carolina just looks like they're just having an easy breezy beautiful time right now. Yeah, um, we're now sponsored by CoverGirl. Yeah, easy beautiful, easy breezy, breezy, beautiful. easy breezy, beautiful. easy breezy, beautiful. <laughs> CoverGirl. Yeah, I, I know it. Anyway, um, so yes, Failed. so. I don't even know where to begin. What should, what should I mean? So, it's, okay, literally, it's been a quick. month since we've been here. So, like, lots has happened in the yeah, world. Yeah. Things happened. Things are World War Three is starting. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> but let's be real. Um, we'll we'll just we'll go back to last week. Let's <laughs> just we'll just keep it keep yeah, it local. <laughs> let's just like you know. That's, Actually, that's fresh on everybody's mind. I've got a great place to start. If you don't mind, could we take a? Go ahead. Can we take a quick look at the standings of each of the Power Five conferences just to see who's atop each leaderboard? Sure. Uh, or, or we could do like a top 25 rundown real quick. Which one? Hit that. Top 25? Hit that top 25. Okay, real quick. Conference. I'm going to go. Uh, Boom. So, Boom. number one team, South Carolina. Number two, Baylor. Three, Stanford. Four, UNC. And this is all... Uh, UNC? Uh, not UNC. Uh, UConn, my bad. Yeah, but I'm lies. saying this is all as of today. Updated today. So today, just, just want to let everybody know what is today, uh, Monday, the thirteenth, the thirteenth, thirteenth. Yeah, so uh, UConn, Louisville, Oregon, and that's number six, Oregon. Uh, number seven, U, uh, UCLA. Eight, Oregon State. Nine, uh, NC State. Ten, Mississippi State. Eleven, Kentucky. Twelve, Texas A and M. Thirteen, Florida State. Fourteen, DePaul. Fifteen, Indiana. Sixteen, Gonzaga. Seventeen, West Virginia. 18, Arizona State, 19, Missouri State, 20, Maryland, 21, Arizona, 22, Iowa, 23, Arkansas, 24, Tennessee, 25, South Dakota. This is the AP, AP poll. AP poll, yeah. top 25, released. There's some surprises today. in there for me. I'm like a little surprised Oregon State fell as far as they did. They have it's almost loss. it's almost like they don't respect them. It is almost like that cuz like they have one loss. Oregon has two losses and like, you know, Oregon is still ranked above Oregon State and like eh, you know, one loss maybe you excuse and it Oregon but Oregon State beat Oregon. They haven't played yet. No, they haven't played yet. No, I don't no, think so. Who did or, who's Oregon's other loss? Oregon lost to Louisville? Louisville, Louisville. And then bad. they lost to Arizona State. My bad, yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's, 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 it's interesting. Um, 
the fact that both of those teams lost this week, that Oregon and Oregon State lost this week, really shook up the rankings. They were sitting at like, what were they, like three and four or something like that? I can't oh. remember. But anyway, yeah, they were sitting yeah, high yeah, up yeah. there. High up, high up. Crazy week. Um, But, yeah, that's the top 25. Um, If you want to hit the, the leaders, you can. But, like, I think... Yeah, let's just take a quick look at the Power Five conferences. Yeah, the Power Five. Like what's going on in each one? So the ACC, uh, Louisville is sitting atop, undefeated, only undefeated team in the ACC. NC State and Georgia Tech, surprisingly, Georgia Tech are sitting at four and one. Wow. So those are the top three in the ACC. In the Big Twelve, your top three are going to be West Virginia sitting at three and zero, Baylor sitting at two and zero. Baylor had that non-conference game against UConn. Gotcha. Um, so those are your top two, not unexpected there. No, I think it'll be like that until they meet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See how that goes. Uh, the big 10 has had like just, just a nutty year for the big 10. Big 10 is so much parody in the big 10 right now. And like, you know, a lot of those teams in the big 10 that were, you know, inching closer to the top 10 kind of fell out of the top 10. Uh, leaderboard setting is Iowa, Indiana, Rutgers, and Northwestern sitting with four and one. So do you think because of how strong the whole conference is, it's going to knock out some people from getting into the tournament later? Do you think it's too strong for its own good? Like it's no, gonna, I think it's going to RPI, RPI ends up working in the, in the favor of these teams. And, and even if there's like so much talent in there, they, they could have 10 teams that get into the tournament. That, that's what I mean. He's like not going to have as many this year. So the 10 team thing is what I, I, find, I find very interesting. I saw it a couple places, people right. predicting it. People talking about 10, yeah, 10, uh, 10's a big number. It's a big number, but, um, possibly deserving we'll see i'm looking forward to like the initial reveals because you know the ncaa selection committee is going to do two reveals of who their top 16 seeds are and i'm, I'm interested to see kind of what those are going to look like when they happen because it's just been wild and it's really hard to get a gauge on on where this is all going anyway that was the big 10 the pack 12 you've got ucla at 5-0 and stanford at 4-0 and oregon state and oregon at 3-1 and each Okay, okay, okay. And then we have the SEC. And the SEC is sitting with South Carolina up top with 4-0, Mississippi State at 3-0, and and then Kentucky, LSU, and Tennessee at 3-1. and So, um, you know, we've got some South Carolina, Baylor, you know, Stanford, UCLA, you know, all these teams, top 10 teams sitting atop their, their, you know, respective standings, Louisville, so on and so forth. Totally. Yeah. It, um, so conference play is kind of off to how you'd expect it to get off to until this week. Yeah. So I'm going to rip you off of a bunch of teams, a bunch of ranked teams that lost this week. Rip it. So Oregon, uh, OSU. NC State, Texas A&M, Florida State, Maryland, Michigan, Indiana, <laughs> UConn, Arkansas. <laughs> All ranked teams that lost. All this ranked week. teams that lost this week. Yeah, epic. That's a wild. A and a lot wild. of a lot of them to unranked opponents as well. Uh, so the beginning part of that list is all to unranked op- opponents, mm-hmm. and then Indiana, UConn, Arkansas are were all. Yeah beat by teams that right other ranked teams. Ranked. um yeah. but still that's in fairness that's crazy two of the teams those are now ranked. teams are now ranked <laughs> two of the teams are now ranked uh Opposite, iowa, yeah. iowa and um arizona state crazy week crazy. two unranked teams two both upsetting two ranked teams two and they both crazy. are now um you know into the top 25 and teams that now it should be taken a little bit more seriously. Well, I mean, deservingly so. You can't, yeah. you can't like, you know, maybe one upset. You say like, oh, good for them. They had a good night. Yeah. But like back to back upsets of ranked opponents, big. So big. like for me, it's like Arizona State's is, you know, wild. Yeah, I mean, I that that is perhaps the more impressive. I mean, Iowa beat Maryland and Indiana, both very high quality teams, but. Oregon and Oregon State, we've been talking about them as one seeds in the NCAA yeah. tournament all so year. That, so, you know, those yes. those might hold up a little higher. Um, I feel you. Iowa's coming, you know. Iowa had some injuries earlier in the year, so that's where they had two of the losses with, like, some players out. But 
you know, hearing from or uh, hearing from these teams, it's just like they have a lot of confidence and they expect it to win these games. Like when you hear the coaches talk about them, so totally. it was kind of like, wow, um, this is great for the game. <laughs> totally, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it was cool. It was a great week, and you know, there's some really good matchups this week too. Yeah, I was just going to say, before we get into like our segments, yeah. let's just talk about a couple of the exciting matchups coming up this week. You got the list? Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm looking at the schedule. Uh, Thursday, there's some really exciting games. Florida State and NC State, which are number 13 and number 9, are meeting this week in the ACC. That should be fun. Texas A&M and Kentucky, number 12 and number 11, are meeting in the SEC. That's also on Thursday night. Ooh. Um, neither of those are televised, but... Number three, Stanford, and number six, Oregon, is televised. That'll be on ESPN Thursday Ooh. at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Ooh, girl. Come uh, on, watch that. So, yeah, check that out, 9 p.m. Eastern Time uh, on ESPN um, for uh, Oregon-Stanford. It should be a great game. So good. Um, and then there's West Virginia-Baylor, the game that I've been looking forward to. Um, that will be Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern, but that is not televised. Um, but keep an eye out for that box score. Uh, and then this Sunday, you have number three Stanford against number eight Oregon State. Uh, also not televised, but should be a great game. And uh, Louisville, number five Louisville against North Carolina, who just upset NC State. They'll be playing on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. So a couple games on ESPN. Definitely check it out Thursday night and Sunday afternoon. Check out ESPN, ESPN2 for some great women's college basketball. Totally. And if we don't get our next podcast out by the time next week starts, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Indiana, Maryland. Just wanted to throw that out what there. What day is Monday. Monday night? Monday next week. Oh, oh. Is that, is that, are they like on ESPN? Yeah, ESPN2 is the Mississippi State-South Carolina game. I don't even look at the following Monday. I know. I, it's just it, yeah. it's a 5 o'clock game. You know, we podcast late sometimes. No, those so, are both great games to look great at. Great games. So, 100%. you know, the next eight days locked and loaded with, you know, f- filled with just great stuff. Check out these games. And, like, part of the excitement of these games is that you really don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> like, no. in, in years past, even between, like, a 1 and 10, you're like, ah, number one's going to win. Whatever. But, like, you really don't know how these are going to go these days. So, no, no. There's no, they're, like, they're really dominant, high like, so dominant team right now that we're like, oh, my God. Like, there should be, though. What's going on with Oregon? What <sighs> is up? Sabrina's throwing down triple doubles still. Like, like, where are they? Did you see her the other day wrong? when she had that triple double? Yeah, but, She like, was like, I had a triple double. Totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> Are they padding my stats? Yeah, and she literally gets told she had a triple-double and looks at it and sees that she had six turnovers and was like, yeah, but I had six turnovers. So, like, yeah, it's a terrible yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, uh, it was the best response you could have gotten there. But what's up with them? I'm like, I'm like, yo, you just beat Team USA before the season started. I think and what, are you that, in, like, a so, mid-season slump? Are they just not... Are they it's I not competitive, so they're exact, not trying? I think it's a little bit of that. that. They're not I hungry. Think, like you beat Team USA to start the season. Yeah, right. You're gonna have a little letdown somewhere. So do you think you're gonna see like tournament Oregon and it's gonna be they're gonna be unstoppable again? So I think they're you know, they are so good. They're a great so good. team. Right? But if they don't shoot the three that great, sometimes they can lose, and there's maybe. a lot of teams out there that are shooting the three pretty well this year. So, do you think maybe like they've been given more credit than they deserve, like like just I kind just, of putting the cart no, 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 because I, I think horse, all cart. the players on that team are so good, right? It's a, it's a solid team. Um, the Golden State Warriors lost games when they, you know, totally. were the best team. So, yeah, I just think UConn doesn't. I just think the level. Shout out, of, hey UConn, love you. The level of play is that much better and what yeah, happened against fair. team usa was one of those things that like it was so crazy and the adrenaline and the what was going on for those players was so wild team that, usa like, was like tired of yeah old and old battered tired, and, like yeah they yeah. didn't want to be there so like i'm sure they did but sure it um, was fun hearing sue bird talk about sabrina Ionescu the other night um what, we were watching the uh, Baylor-UConn game. Yeah. 
and at the halftime and you know, she was kind of giving some insight and talking about Sabrina and, and all that went on there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fun. it's fun. It was good. I just think they're at a place right now mentally that maybe they are, you know, susceptible to letdowns. Yeah. Agreed. That's I, feel, that. I, f- I agree. Right. Yeah. I feel like we should get into some of our segments. Yeah, it's sure. going to be like a three hour show. Sure. We'll, we we'll, know you're all psyched for a three-hour show. No, but. no. We'll, we'll, we'll try and keep it 30-40. We're at 15 already. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's put five minutes on the clock. Oh, damn. For Hot Topic. <laughs> Presented by Hot Pockets. Love me some Hot Topics. Hot Topics. You ready for some Hot Topics? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Good, because I didn't give you a choice. All right, here we go. Five minutes on the clock. You you're gonna go, go. You're gonna go first. I'm going first. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I gotta get okay, ready. I'm gonna hit start. And then I okay. Here we go. I'm gonna get to my list. Oh shit! Where you right. already? Despite being the favorite to win the national championship at the beginning of the year, Oregon will not secure a number one seed to the NCAA tournament. Yas Queen. Yas Queen. Yeah, I, I thought it. For a while now. I just think they play so many good people. Yeah. The letdowns are going to happen this year. I yeah. think they're going to be amazing come tournament time. Yeah. And I think they'll play great if they're fully healthy. Yeah. But, you ask me. Yeah, I think so too. One more loss and they've got some tough games. And I think they lose their number one. Yeah, I just think there's enough yeah. teams that have easy schedules. All right. Despite South Carolina earning the number one spot in this week's AP poll rankings. Let's be honest. Baylor is the real number one team, right? Nah, girl. Nah, girl? Nah, girl. All right, so do you think South Carolina deserves it? They're the real number one? Yeah. The real McCoy? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> my, my hot crossover topics. Crossover in the my, hot topics. My hot topics crossover a little bit. I told you my hot topics. So I know, but it's crossover. like, it, it's so, it does Next. because it's UConn. a good question. UConn will not lose again until the national championship game against Baylor. Ooh. That's who your finals is, huh? Uh, okay. I like it. Um, Yas Queen. You really? Yeah. You're going to go with me on Baylor-UConn National Championship Final? Yeah, I can see that. And that Baylor wins it? Yeah, I, I really do like Baylor. I like it. Um, yeah, I like and it I, I just think South Carolina is really good. I don't think they're going to get there because they're, they're so young. So I think a team like UConn, super experienced. Yeah. You know, like I just think they have the right the right stuff going on. Right yeah, there. I think they could do it. Oh, yep, I so. agree. All right. Tynese Martin will once again lead West Virginia to victory over Baylor in the finals of the Big 12 tournament in a repeat of the 2017 Big 12 final upset. Nah, girl, get out of here. No? No. She threw down like 30 or 35 points in that game as a freshman against Baylor to to beat like undefeated Baylor. Nope. Not going to happen this year? Nope. All right, fine. All right. Louisville will sweep the ACC and earn a number one seed. Uh, Yas Queen. Right? Yes, Queen. Yeah, I, like I mean, it. I feel like it's, you know, it's like it. good. It looks I, good. I like it. All okay. right, your turn. Uh, Maryland will fall out of the uh, fall out of the top 25 by the end of the year. I got to go Naw Girl. I, 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 despite, like, them not living up to what I wanted them to be this year so far, I still have the faith. I still have the faith that they can turn it around and they're going to be okay. I don't know. Maybe it's I'm like too a, late to I'm have like the faith. I'm like a fan and I'm like. You don't, you don't feel it? All right. No. So I said Naw Okay. Girl. Uh, South Carolina will finish will finish this year the top ranked team and will be the number one overall. Nah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so game marked on on my calendar is South Carolina UConn. Um, okay. I don't think South Carolina is going to have too much trouble in the SEC, um, especially after Kennedy Carter went down with injury. Even even if and when Kennedy Carter comes back, I feel like she, if she's not a hundred percent. I feel like she's the, the player who I think on any given night could dagger any team. Yep. Um, but I think without her there, they're going to have an easy time in the SEC, but UConn. I think Gino just knows how to coach. And I do too. So uh, does Don Staley. No, no offense to Don Staley, but that's just – we got lots of time. Don't worry. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> okay I'm just making sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see the clock. I know. I, know. I, I don't it's see so the clock. Unfair. I'm under pressure. <laughs> it's so unfair. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, how about this one? UCLA will finish the season undefeated. 
<laughs> nah, girl, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Both protections. What's up, UCLA? The only What's up, UCLA? Only undefeated team left. I know, and like, I show, show them love. Show, show love exactly. to UCLA That's for sure. <laughs> but they haven't played any of the people who are going to beat them. <laughs> so, like, you know. I know. They had a nail biter against Colorado this past week, but, you know, yeah, no big exactly. deal. <laughs> we should have gone to that game. Anyway, uh, carry on. Carry okay, on. so, fourth question. Stanford will beat Oregon this week. Yas Queen. Boom. Yas Queen. I really like how Stanford looks right now. Yep. Um, Haley Jones has been everything they could have asked for and more this year. I did not think she was going to break out as a freshman. I thought it was going to take her a year. Um, oh, and they have so much, so much talent on that team. And Tara Vanderveer is perhaps one of the most underrated coaches, even though she's probably considered top five. How, stop ahead, it. Go That's underrated. Get out of here. I think she is. That's craziness. Go. Uh, okay, last question. Ryan Howard will win the player of the year. Ryan Howard. Yas Queen. She will. Done. She's crushing. Woo, look at that. She is crushing. Six She's, straight um, games, 20-plus points, lighting it up. You know, and, and she has to for that team, let's be honest. Totally, but, but they are where they are because of her. It reminds me a little bit of R.E.K. Ogunbowale in the WNBA this year for Dallas, what she was like <laughs> doing night in and night out, even though they weren't necessarily the best team. It was like, they just like, here, girl, do your thing. And I think that's how it is for Ryan Howard, and I think she's very deserving of player of the year. Yeah, um, what she's she doing. She probably won't team. win it because she's a sophomore and like Sabrina's still there and shit. But like, I mean, the triple doubles is kind of wild, yeah. right? She puts up a lot. So, but like, Ryan Howard is is amazing, and she's the real deal. Yep, I always see, call her I Ryan see. Howard. <laughs> always troll her like that, <laughs> Ryan Howard. Anyway. Good hot topics. Good hot topics. Yeah, good shit. Hot good shit. topics. Hot topics. Hot topics is now sponsored also by Hot Topic. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit already about some of like the big upsets of the week, um, and like all the different teams that have been upset this week, right? Oh yeah. So, we like, got, we, I mean, we touched. Let's like let's, let's like touch like, the the juicy ones, the ones that you were just like, oh my god, no way. So sure. what was your what was your biggest oh my god no way upset this year this week? I mean, for me, it has to be ASU. You know, which which one do you want to pick, right? Well, which one do you think is more is more of a big upset? For me, I, I you got to go Oregon. You okay, know? but it's like and Oregon State was undefeated. But like, flip your coin to which one do you think is more impressive? Basically, because like both of those teams came into that game. It should have been on paper, no doubt wins. That's yeah. honestly that's what you were coming and thinking. Unranked team in the Pac-12 to not be ranked already, stuff like that. Like you're, that's where your head's going for them to do what they did. Hands down, like I'll say, or I'll say, Oregon is the the better one, just because that team is so decorated, and you know it's like. You just beat the team that beat Team USA. <laughs> so, like, there's something cool about that. But, like, I, I think both are just super impressive and awesome. It's awesome yeah. that they sky they skyrocketed into being ranked. They're ranked 20. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. So, so just, just, just Arizona State in general this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You're going to upset two teams like that in the top five, basically. I mean, they were in the top five. So, yeah. not basically, but yeah. Yep, I feel you. Um, how so, about, how about you, baby? So for me, the thing that made me go like, er? like, huh, was um, Georgia Tech beating Florida State, and 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 I'll tell you why because like you know, Florida State has had a great year. They've looked like a real solid team, top to bottom, against ranked opponents, against everyone they've played almost, and um, Georgia Tech has their biggest thing in the news like this year was that they lost two really important players to Louisville and in, in transfer who are now lighting it up for Louisville. Yeah. And so like, you know, you didn't think Georgia tech did not was going to have anything no. going on no. this year. And so for, for me, for them to win that game, not only win the game, but win it by 15 points. It was very impressive to me. Um, sophomore Jasmine Carson had 21 points. Junior Kiara Fletcher had four steals to go along with six boards, 12 points, and two assists. 
played a full 40 minutes. They forced 21 turnovers from Florida State. Um, So that was the game for me that was just like, what? Um, And that's how the ACC has looked this season so far. Just kind of like, what? Excuse me? North Carolina just beat NC State. Some, just some crazy stuff. has been a little bit weird. Um, we came in t- and, like, before this, just such high expectations for Florida State, too. We were talking yeah. about them a lot. Yep. Just because, like, what they were doing was really impressive, who they beaten was really impressive, and then to come off, to come and, you know, have this big loss like that. Yeah, I think it's a huge loss. I think it hurts I think them a lot. it's a huge loss. Like, it just... I think it really, you know, messes with what they are and what we think yeah. of them. Yeah. I mean, I think for for me, it's a way bigger loss than the Oregon, Oregon State to Arizona oh, State. Oh, oh. Just because or- Arizona State was ranked earlier in the season. Totally. They're expected to be a really strong team. Georgia to- Tech is not expected to be a very good team. I totally agree. So. I think it's like, yeah, miles, uh, like, difference of, like, loss right yeah. there. Yeah. So, anyway, that's what I had. And, like, the thing that, uh, let's just get into our next segment. What impressed you most this week? I'll tell you what impressed me most this week. What impressed me most this week? Mm-hmm. The thing that impressed me what most, impressed this week most this week was sophomore forward Nalissa Smith. Oh. Baylor, sophomore oh. forward Nalissa Smith. Tell me more. So, Nalissa Smith had 20 and 12 against UConn. Oof. She had 30 and 15 against Oklahoma State. Ooh. And this is a 6 2 forward. We're not talking, and, and like she's essentially replaced Kalani Brown, 6 7 Kalani, Kalani Brown. And she is pulling Shout down out, girl. We love you. more boards and putting up more points than Kalani Brown did as a senior with five inches more than sophomore Alyssa Smith. And so I just want to shout her out because she's super impressive to me. She came off the bench last year as a freshman for them and played real important minutes in that championship game when Lauren Cox went down with injury. She was that a dig at Kalani though? That wasn't a dig at Kalani. I'm just 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 saying it how it is. I'm d- I'm These numbers are super impressive. I get especially it, especially the rebounding but, numbers. But even what Kalani like. Yo, I love Kalani. What she does, her presence just being on the floor, hundred percent different. 100%. But that's what I'm saying about Melissa Smith is that this girl is athletic, just hyper-athletic, super high motor, you know, dominates the boards for a, a small forward. Yeah, Baylor, Six foot Baylor's not going anywhere for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> Baylor Baylor is a really solid team. And, yeah. and with Lauren Cox out, she had to shoulder way more of the burden um, down low. And I just think so. For me, she impressed me a lot this week. That was a huge outing against UConn. Even bigger one against Oklahoma State. Totally. You go, girl. Uh, for me, real quick. Yeah, what impressed uh, you the most? Um, Iowa. They impressed yeah. me. You know, being unranked. Um, had some, you know, they have two bad losses on their resume. But they ended up beating Maryland and Indiana this week. Yeah. Unranked. Two huge wins. Getting back into, you know, the top rankings. So they're in the top 25 now, 22. Um I think that's, like, another one of those, like, man, like, this season is just, like, who's going to rattle off two upsets in a week? It's not even yeah. one. Like, two is just, like, for two teams to do that this week, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. And that was super impressive, especially Iowa. Like, you know, people didn't have a lot of expectations for Iowa after they lost Megan Gustafson Yeah, last no, year. they had none. You know, people kind of thought they were going to kind of like, okay, they had their year. Now they're going to go away. They are the number um, one team in that conference. They right are. Now. And, and like, you know, kudos to them. And, honestly, that probably means more to them than just we beat some ranked opponents. Like, we're, we're up there in the one. Big Ten. Yeah, that's we're it. up there in the Big yeah. Ten, yeah. So, and that was impressive. So, I, I think that's, yeah, for me, that's that's the clear cut. So, I feel like I should piggyback off that if you would indulge me and do some Spotlight Queens a little bit early Ooh. in the show. How do you feel about that? Okay. Thanks. I appreciate that. Because okay. my spotlight queen is Kathleen Doyle from Iowa. Ooh. Senior guard from Iowa. Wow. I like and that so, piggyback, though. Then. Yeah. I just, you know, why not? It's you know? cute. Just piggyback that shit. It's cute. Yeah. Just whoop, pick up and back. Up. Just carry <laughs> around. Anyway, Kathleen Doyle from Iowa. Wait, wait, wait. Spotlight queen. <laughs> spotlight queen. Okay. Who's your spotlight queen, baby? Kathleen Doyle <laughs> from Iowa. 
She was one rebound shy of a triple-double in their win over Indiana. Um, she had a team leading 21 wow. in the upset against Maryland, team leading 30 in the upset against Indiana. Balling out. I think she's really um, – I think this week, honestly, has put her on the map for the draft. That's uh, crazy. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, you know, she's going to go number one, but I'm saying, like, I think it's hard to ignore her after a week where she led her team to two ranked upsets put up huge numbers almost had a triple double i mean how does your draft stock not go up totally um so i just wanted to shout her out her instagram I think that's a great great shout out her Good instagram job. is um super down to earth you know like there's some basketball stuff but then there's just like stuff of like me and my friends and my family you know like like any of us that's dope yeah it's dope so check her out it's k dot doyle underscore 11 so k dot D-O-Y-L-E underscore 11. I'm going to give her a follow right now. Give her a follow. Boom. She dope. Boom. Dope Doyle. Okay, so for me, so the team that I'm going with is the team that is not that relevant right now. The team? The team, but the player from the team. Um, I was say spotlight team? So Taylor Robertson is my spotlight queen this week. And the reason why, uh, she's playing for Oklahoma. Her her Instagram is very basketball, not a lot of posts, but she puts up a lot of stories. Um, so she's very active on it, but not like not a lot of personal stuff out there. Um, so she's balling out this year. Um, Tell me about for, her. For Oklahoma, she is averaging twenty points a game. What year is she? Sophomore. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she's averaging 20, uh, 20 a game, but she's averaging five threes a game, which oh, is shit. the most in college. And right now at 5.3 per game, it's a record. So if she holds that for the whole year, record. Whoa, whoa, what? Record. So she but, could set a record. Yeah. She has 78 threes already. Wow. Um, she's on pace to break the men's and women's three-point single-season record. record. She has more threes than 100 women's teams this year. Yes, get it, Taylor. The whole team, her alone. So she's just crushing it. She's shooting 50% from the field, 50% from three. Wow. And she's shooting 88% from the line. The girl just rips. She just knows how to shoot. She just shoots, and it's a quick, quick trigger. Yeah. So it's really nice. She's definitely going to be like one of those, like, She's going to get drafted no matter what just, because, just because she's a sharpshooter. Yeah. Because of what she does, a team's going to want her to see if we could just, you know, harness that. Let's see if she can keep it up for, you know, another um, two and a half years. Totally, totally. You know, it's early. But she's crushing it, you know. I'm not going to say a lot about Oklahoma. They're nine and six. <laughs> but good on her for being, you know, the standout there. And, you know, maybe they can improve upon that in the future. Word, 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 word. word her word. Instagram is 23. T R O B E R T S O N. That's it. There's Taylor. T Robertson. Yeah. Dope. Twenty three. Twenty three. T Robertson. Front. Yeah. My B. Yeah, yeah. But go for, give her a follow. Cool. We salute you. Keep Spotlight ripping. We love threes. We love them. Look at us spotlighting two players from like you know lesser known. I mean, teams. we've been talking only about the big schools, so that's true. Let's let's you know show some love. I feel like our spotlight queens. We've done a pretty good job of like highlighting maybe people we wouldn't necessarily think to highlight. Like I did Deja Fair, who's still killing it for Buffalo. Yeah. She's still up there, like the number four scorer right now. You did Ryan Howard the other week, crushing, <laughs> crushing. Okay, next segment. What we got left? What do we have left? Contender showcase. Yeah. So we're gonna do a double contender showcase this week. Doubling up because um, there's not that many weeks left yeah, in the season. Yeah, because it's been a while, and we just gotta want to make sure we get to all the important teams. You know, we got probably like six weeks. Right. Right before the NCAA, like you know, starts to get all turned up. Like seven. You know, March gets around. So. 
We're going to hit you with two. UConn and Baylor. Yeah, we thought we would hit you with both these teams because they just played this week and it gave us an opportunity to kind of look at both, you know, both teams, look at the matchup, and uh, it would be foolish to think that either one of these teams is not a legit contender for the national championship. Foolish. Even with UConn so, losing that game, yeah. they still looked good most of the game. Um, yeah, don't be no fool. Yeah, don't be a fool. Chino's got them already. I think, and they've got like five more like impressive games. Don't they play like Louisville? They they're, play Team USA. They play Oregon. Their they schedule play for South Carolina. Yeah, they're they're playing everyone. Their schedule for being a not in a conference team is really good. They're really good about that. Super impressive. You know, I, I think them they Tennessee too. <coughs> but they already play Tennessee. I think they've got Tennessee coming up. Yeah, they might. Um, yeah. But with what UConn does, they always do that with their schedule because they're in a shit conference, which will change next year, which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, because if they keep the way they schedule the non-conference games and they have a, a tougher regular conference schedule, it's going to be awesome to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, All right. So let's get into it. Let's talk about let's talk about each one of these teams. Um, let's start with Baylor. Sure. No? You look, okay, you want to start with UConn. No, no, no. Let's no, start no. with UConn. <laughs> Let's start with UConn. Why'd you switch it? Because you look so upset. Who cares? We were going to start Who with cares? Baylor. I don't know. I guess you did. Nah. <laughs> you shouldn't have changed just for me. Thanks, baby. <laughs> so, UConn. Yeah, let's talk about UConn. Uh, let's start I, with their starting five. What do you think? Yeah, break down. So, let's break down their starting five. Oh, oh. Um, so, UConn is starting senior point guard Crystal Dangerfield. Um, this is her last chance to get a get a championship. You know she wants it bad. Um, so she's. I love her as a player. Yeah, I love. Great. I think she's going to be an amazing pro. I think she does it all. She's she, she's so so tough, and like even with being out for a little bit this season, I yeah I I think she is the best type of leader for any team. Yeah, she's good. She's she's really efficient with her shooting. Um, she's she's dishing out the guard. assists. She's true the point, point guard. guard. Um, she plays really solid D, uh, especially for someone undersized. She's very small. Um, she's like five foot six or something like that. Yeah, but five she bodies. Five. She bodies. Yeah. she's tough. So Crystal Dangerfield starting at the point guard, and then you've got Kristen Williams, the sophomore phenom that you know you know everyone thought was going to be you know the next coming of you know whoever you know, herself. Just go with that. Um, she's playing have a great year. Um, you know, she's scoring at a high clip, but she's also doing you know rebounding and passing, and so she's really involved. Olivia Nelson Adota, the other sophomore, uh, they're they're six foot five, six foot four post. She's really their only post player. They don't have a lot of depth with size, um, so she's really important for them to stay out of foul trouble and to be effective. Megan Walker, who's now a junior guard, or they're calling her a small forward now, she's had a breakout year. Breakout. Um, scoring, rebounding, doing what they need her to do. It reminds me a lot of like how Gabby Williams was between her sophomore and junior year. Sophomore year, she was kind of quiet. You know, Junior year, she was like, oh shit, look out for Gabby Williams. She's a player of the year candidate. Megan Walker? The way she's playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's dominating. Totally. And then rounding out the starting five is senior forward Kyla Irwin, um, who's not doing a lot of scoring, but she gives them solid minutes and she plays, you know, you know, good D, and you know she gives them what they need. Um, they've got some some solid players coming off the bench. Um, Evelyn Adebayo was a transfer who's now coming off the bench for them at the forward position, and then they've got a couple freshmen. Um, Anna Makarat and Aubrey Griffin, who are guards who are coming off the bench, who are contributing, you know, kind of scoring and rebounding, you know, in a pretty decent amount. So, um, and then senior guard Molly Bent is also getting some minutes. So, those are going to be the players that you're going to see, pretty much. Those nine players. Very different for Gino to have a rotation. <laughs> well, you know, he doesn't have a starting five that is, like, you know, unstoppable. So there's like kind of that one spot that he's got to rotate some players in and out of, and he's got to get rest for the other four. You know, the four starters. I think it helps by yeah. having that almost for them this year. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's going to help them keep the players at UConn too, which we know has been a problem for top schools like UConn and Notre Dame, you know, losing players to transfer. 
Yeah. A good way to keep players is to get them minutes as a freshman. Yeah, let them play. <laughs> so, um, UConn looks like UConn, right? Their system is is Geno. You know, it's it's a strong you know you know motion you know system. You know, they they get the open look. There's a lot of ball movement, a lot of player movement. You know, screening. You know, backdooring. You know, playing off what the defense gives you. They're very smart, right? Very smart, very great, athletic. Great they knock down their shots. You know that UConn's always going to be there, you know, somewhere if, in the If picture. there isn't, like, they might not be the most experienced team in the sense of, like, for UConn going to the Final Four, but they are experienced. It's just they don't have any wins lately, like championships lately, which is different. Yeah. You know, you, you – a lot of people usually put like championships and like experience, but no, this team still has people that have been to the Final Four. Yeah, they've been to the Final Four every year. They haven't missed the Final it, that, Four. But yet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, they are super experienced. They are so well coached, and all they have a player that basically can do it all. So they have like, yeah. it, they're just so well rounded to me. I, I think like for sure you got to expect them to be one of the top. You know. Yeah, well, one through five picks that you're going to choose to win the NCAA tournament this and, year, and nobody wants to face UConn in no, the tournament. No, no one wants to face UConn in the tournament. I don't care how much better you think you are than them. Uh, tournament it's time, Gino. UConn, Gino, you know that whole coaching staff, the whole atmosphere of the Huskies, the culture of it's winning. Gino. You just don't want to face it. Yep. So, yeah, they definitely uh, are contenders. Um, <laughs> it's funny. In the last several years, I haven't ever found myself really rooting for UConn. But like, there's a part of me that would be like, "Good on you for winning a championship this year." Yeah, like, because they're not the favorites. Perhaps. Yeah, like I, I usually want to hate on them, <laughs> and this year for some reason I like them yeah, because he's not running out. You know, four number one recruits as his starting lineup. You know, he's. You know, I thought not. I'd figure out a way to get Notre Dame in here, and it's because Notre Dame's be doing doing so bad that I'm just no, like, <laughs> we're not talking about them. We 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 love them, and our heart goes out to them, but we're not talking about them. I, I just wanted to get them in there, saying that because they're doing so bad, and they're usually like the rival to me, like that's the the best rivalry. That I'm like, yeah, go get it, you got. <laughs> Let's talk about Baylor. <laughs> Um, quick, quick, change, change, change the subject, Larry. Well, either we change the subject or I'm going to do a five-minute rant about everything that's going on with Notre Dame. So let's just skip. We're going to skip because – and not like an angry rant, like a sympathetic rant because I love them and I feel them. It's, it's happening. It's go. Happening. Get, get, See, get, no, you get did. off. You go. Did I'm sorry. Get off of this. Right, let's talk about Baylor. Baylor. <laughs> I'm talking about Baylor now. Get away. <laughs> I love my girls, <laughs> my fighting Irish. Bye. Right, Baylor. Let's talk about Baylor. Um, Baylor just beat UConn by a nice amount of points. Rip, rip me that Rasta, baby. They just they just beat UConn by sixteen points. So, um, yeah, let's talk about Baylor. You know what? I'd like I like to think about Baylor in terms of the national championship team that just won. Right. So their starting five last year was. Kalani Brown, Lauren Cox, Dee Dee Richards, Juicy Landrum, and Chloe. Chloe. Just Chloe. Just Chloe. Just Chloe. Chloe Jackson, we love, we love you. <laughs> um, we watched you just shred Notre shred. Dame. Shred. Bring it so, up again. <laughs> so anyway um, – Wow. Wow, this this just hurts today. Um, anyway, so that was their starting five, right? And they didn't have a lot of rotations. They brought in Melissa Smith and Moon Urchin off the bench. Is that her name, Moon Urchin? <laughs> Something like that, right? Yeah. Urson? Moon Urson. Yeah. Might be. Might be. Not Urchin. <laughs> I had some sea urchin recently, and it was delicious. Um. Anyway, so they brought in Melissa Smith and Moon Urson off the bench, and, and they played some meaningful minutes last year. But um, that was really the starting five. So fast forward to now. They graduate Chloe Jackson. They graduate Kalani Brown. And they replace them with Taya Cooper, who transferred from South Carolina and arguably is an upgrade from Chloe Jackson. Uh, that's what I was about to say. 
So, like, yeah. you're not really losing anything there. You're gaining because Taya Cooper is, is a more elite scorer than Chloe Jackson was. She's um, playing great this and year. She's playing a great job at the point. Great this year. And you get an Alyssa Smith, who we've already talked about being more of a rebounder and and more of a scorer than Kalani Brown was. Now, granted, Kalani Brown does a lot of other things for that team, especially, like, on the defensive yeah, end. Don't get me started. <laughs> my point is, Baylor is still very strong, if not stronger, than they were last year. It's crazy. So their starting five this That's year crazy. are Taya Cooper, Juicy Landrum, who we know is a sharpshooter for them, Dee Dee Richards, who's like this just – she's just such a, a defensive problem because – she can defend so many different positions. And then, you know, when you're least expecting it, she can step up and hit 15, 20 points for you in the game if you need her to. They just don't need her to. She's fantastic. She's fantastic. She's going to be an amazing pro. Totally. Like an amazing pro. I think it's one of those players that, like, she goes pro and is, like, breakout, like, all-star, like, second-year kind of deal. Like, because why, of why wasn't she scoring at it, Baylor? Because, yeah. of what, because of the scoring thing. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. think that they're going to be like, yo, you could score. Let's go. Totally. Because we need you out there to play D, and her defense is going to get her on the floor no matter what. I just love her pom-poms, I too. Love, I love her little, love, like, she's, love. Yeah, love. Yeah. So she's – Get it, girl. She's going to be one of those players that, like, will always be – will always be playing because of her D. It's just so good. Totally. And then you got Alyssa Smith, who I spoke about already and at the forward spot. Yep. And Lauren Cox, who, you know, everyone is expecting as one of, you know, basically her and Sabrina for player of the year was the kind and of original idea. And they have a lot. They have a deep bench. And they have a bench. Um, they have a deep bench with, like, really solid freshmen, you know, really strong sophomores. Um but like Kim Mulkey doesn't even need to go to the bench that much. No. But the fact that she has the depth so that if she someone gets, gets into foul trouble, foul trouble. Or, that's that's you know, what I mean. If someone's like, like tired or gets a little injured, they don't lose a lot. Foul trouble happens in the tournament. They have enough depth that it's not even a problem. Yeah, it's just plus it's like it's got to be nice to know that like you can have your defense play aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, and not worry about getting into too much foul trouble. <laughs> totally. So, Baylor will beat you in so many different ways. They can beat you from the perimeter. They can beat you beat you down low. Lauren Cox will most definitely beat you from the foul line because she is an elite passer, and she can hit that jumper all day long. Um, they're going to beat you on the boards. They're tall. They're athletic. They're, they're hungry on the boards. Um, they're just a really solid team. Super athletic. Super fast. You know, it seems like a really fun culture at Baylor. You know, I, you know, like depend regardless of like how you feel, you look at these kids play and they just look like they're having a great time. Yeah, great time. You know, it's it's awesome. I I will say. Yeah, I mean, there's I, a reason that Kim Mulkey pulls in like a top recruiting class. I might every have year. I might have not been the biggest Kim Mulkey fan a few years ago. Um, that's just because of me not knowing you know i always just kind of saw her on tv and was just like man she she seems intense like an intense mom <laughs> like that's how i looked at her she now she's like an intense grandma but like now i love it you love it yeah i, I love it i kind of dig she's her, crossed I over dig her attitude like, now that she's a grandma yeah i dig her attitude i dig what she does like <laughs> I, you know i just think like She's she's an elite coach. Like that's yeah. just what it comes down to. However you feel about her yeah. personally, she's an elite coach. She's not an, only yeah. like on the court, but she's connecting with players exactly and bringing them in, and they want to play for her. And and you know, regardless of how that's happening or what's going on, she's just got you this have to like give her credit southern for charm. Totally, <laughs> it's totally. like you know, she has yeah. this like charm about her that like it's like realness about yeah, her. You know? re- totally. that's it. The realness and like. Because she's bringing in players that, like, I'm a, I am gotta be honest with you, I didn't think that she would get some of the ones that she has. <laughs> right? You know? And, yeah. and it's like the way I feel about how certain players won't go to Notre Dame because of certain things, I think it's not even a question. Like, you'll just play for Kim Mulkey. I mean, I think it's nice that the, I think it, it matters that they're in Texas because I think that there's a lot, a lot. of top talent yeah, that comes lot. out of Texas. And if they want to stay close to home, there are only a handful of options for an elite school in Texas, and Baylor's at the top of that list. So I think that plays a role as well. But not to sell anything short for Kim Mulkey. But yeah, Baylor is a team that 
I, you know, they, they won it last year, which, you know, truthfully wasn't really a surprise to anybody. You know, people had their bets on Notre Dame or UConn, but like Baylor all along was right there at the top with them. And, you know, regardless, I mean, you knew that they, they were going to be there. They had, like, you didn't the twin think, towers. The twin towers. Yeah. You didn't think anything of their, like, support players almost. And they are awesome. Yeah. And they aren't support players this year now. They're yeah, just exactly. like the team. Like that yep. team is just, it's a bunch of all-stars. Yep. It, they're kind of like how I was saying about Oregon. They're kind of like, you know, a Warriors team that like, yeah. if they have a loss here or there, I don't care. I, I just see what they have as like the bones of their team. And there's no doubt that they're going to be one of the top teams in the NCAA tournament come the final four. Yeah. I mean, this is why my my hot topic was that they would meet UConn and Baylor would meet in the national championship game, Cause, which I think is a great uh, prediction. I, by the way, know, no job. offense to anyone in the Pac-12; those are all solid teams. But there's just something about Geno, about Kim, about those teams, you know, in the tournament. So, anyway, um, I I honestly think for this year, the number one overall is actually so important. Because I think... Oh, the number one overall seed? Seed. I think it's going to... If you can get that and you can get the worst number two seed, you have a great chance. Yo, I can't wait for this NCAA tournament. Yeah, I, I just... Yeah, gonna I think it's going to be crazy. Because like, if Oregon falls to a number two, like who the fuck is going to go against them? Yeah, who wants the, to meet Oregon yeah, in the Elite Eight? Like... No. Uh, like yeah, totally. To miss out on the final four because of Oregon being in your bracket <laughs> is like a nightmare. Yep. So like, you know, yeah. shit's gonna happen. It's gonna be a crazy year. Keep coming back to Queens of the Court for more. You, you know, your information. That's all I got. We're probably That's like an hour in. Yeah. Fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. Fifty. This has been the Queens of the Court podcast. I'm John Hanson. I'm Paul Jufrida. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I missed that cue. We're the King Says Queens. Um, thanks for listening, Queens of the Court. Podcast. Yeah, follow us. You know, subscribe. Um, yeah, do all those all things. those things. Shout out to our sponsors. Love everyone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right, and then our exit music. Uh, pump it up. Don't you forget to pump it up. Bye. Bye. Don't you know?